Hello and welcome to We Never Met, the podcast where I have interesting strangers on every single week. Today we have... David Zimmerman, uh, also known as Big Shot Robot. And we are outdoors. Yeah. Um, but we're outdoors because we are in front of one of your murals that you've done. Um, we're in front of the one in Walker's Point. Uh, Fear the Deer, the big... Which is... Is that the most recent one that you've done? Yeah. Mural? Mm-hmm. Mural-wise? Um, and it's a big... I mean, if you haven't seen it, you can watch the video, but you've, I'm sure you've seen it. Um, a big deer. Uh, how long did this take you to do? Um, from beginning to end, the whole project was about a month long, but uh, between sketching and painting, about 88 hours. That's a lot. That's mm-hmm. a lot of time. Yeah. Like, so when you create murals like this, because I mean, you've done murals before, but not to this size, right? Or have you done? This is definitely the biggest uh, piece yeah. I've done, yeah. Yeah. So how do you like even conceptualize like what would look good on something this big? Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, I definitely came out here and uh, surveyed the wall with my dad. Okay. Uh, so we kind of measured everything up. So I had like right measurements to sketch to, but sure. um, I just took a picture of the wall and was like right on my iPad was able to sketch like right on the wow. wall. Yeah, cause I mean, I feel like there would be some things that wouldn't look good at this scale, right. you know? Cause do they have to be like bigger concepts or like bigger things to look good? Well, I guess what I tried to keep in mind was like the viewing range of this thing was probably going to be at least, you know, two blocks away, if not the freeway all the way back there. So kind of keeping that in mind that like small details uh, that you would maybe normally see up close would be less visible. Sure, sure. Um, So that's always something to keep in mind is scale and size of line work and stuff like that. So like what was what was the process like? Do you like outline everything first and then like fill in or do you kind of just start from one side and go? Uh, I wish it was just like <laughs> run and gun like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, this one started out, uh, I had the sketches and stuff. We you know, had the conversation back and forth with the, the Bucks and Murals, yeah. uh, the company that I worked with to create this. Um, and then once we finally picked the final sketch that we were going to go with, um, I used a projector about 50 feet away from the wall okay. and then came up here and traced it up on the wall and wow. then did all the color blocking first and then came back with the black line work and then highlights on top of that. Cause I, yeah, I feel like doing murals, like you can't be afraid of heights. Like that would be a, a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's always like a, you know, something you have to break through pretty quick. Yeah. Cause yeah. it gets up pretty high up there. Um, what's like the final dimensions, you know, like how big this is? I think it was something like 40 by 35 or something yeah, like that. I'd have to huge. check, but yeah. yeah so um, obviously, you know, a lot of people know you for your art and for what you do. Um, was that always a big part of your life? Like, did you grow up doing art or was, was this kind of like a thing you found and were like, oh, I like this? Um, I, I sketched and doodled a lot when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, my mom's a quilter, so like, there was like oh. creativity kind of in our family that way. Yeah. Um, so she kind of always pushed me to be crafty or whatever in some way or another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like I learned to sew at an early age. It's a good skill um, to have. Yeah, kind of yeah. an odd skill, but um you know, cool mindset of how to put things together and stuff like that. But, um, she was also a kindergarten teacher too. So like when I was young, I was like into finger painting and stuff like that. Um, I think the first piece of art I made was like a, my version of a Monet painting. Really? Um, I feel like that's really sophisticated. I mean, it wasn't as good as Monet, obviously, like not an impressionist, but, um, it was definitely like, that's what interested me at first was like, drew me in kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, and then I, I think I lost it for a little while uh, growing up. I got into music for a while too. Okay. Um, so I was playing drums and guitar and Were stuff Were you in like, like that. a band or anything? Yeah, I played in a couple bands for a while. Nice. Um, recorded a couple songs and this and that, kind of went 
played a couple shows across the country. Oh, really? Um, what band were you? Or bands? Nothing you'd probably recognize. No? But um, uh, the be- my favorite one was uh, the Soggy Flats. We were like a, <laughs> nice. a two-piece blues rock duo. Oh, that's cool. Um, so we, we jammed out pretty hard. So that what made fun. you transition from like, I guess, you or what made what attracted you to music specifically at that age? Like what, what think, were you into? You Just know, the creativity it's part? Kinda, yeah, creativity. I think collaboration. Yeah. Um, like the improvisa- improvisation of it. Sure. Um, like the ability to just like be around other people and like make stuff together. Yeah. Um, I think that's one of my favorite things about art and creativity in general is just like that ability to collaborate. Yeah. But instead of, you know, like there's a lot of like alone time when you're creative or creating Mm -hmm. and making stuff is like just, you know, smashing it out, whether it's drawing or like producing a song or something, you're, you spend hours just by yourself. So like that chance to, be with other people and uh commiserate in that way is kind of cool yeah is that what attracted you to doing like murals and stuff is that what got you into that i think the team the not teamwork? necessarily no? um because it is a lot of still like alone time yeah, um, yeah. you know there are times where i can have friends come and help or yeah. like assistants and stuff that help come paint um but a lot of it is still like a lot of alone time yeah um so i think that, yeah like the transition back to um, drawing and painting was at the end of college sort of thing where I was oh. figuring out what my major was going to be. And, okay. um, I transitioned from architecture to photography to printmaking and graphic design. Okay. So like it was kind of a slow pro- progression. And then I found an illustration as I was graduating and like really dove back into that. Yeah. Cause I mean, like, so how long have you been doing this? Like on that sort of level, like when you changed in college, how long ago was that? Um, the end design? of college was 2012 so okay. about seven years like fully drawn like got back into drawing um and you're like, so good how how is it only seven i feel like it, this is like a lifetime thing you know i think it's just like dedicating yourself to a certain style yeah like, i could try you know like realism is not my forte so like if okay. i were to go and try and you know draw a bunch of people perfectly that's not my thing yeah i put all my time into learning how to draw this way yeah yeah yeah. you know so what, what is this way like well how would you describe your i don't know you style? can maybe call it like lowbrow or like cartoon or like pop art okay you know, kind of like in that realm of like 90s subculture or like 70s clear line sort yeah, of yeah. like it's a mixture of like a lot of that what do you think like drew you to that sort of style specifically were you uh, influenced by i mean we were like 90s kids yeah yeah so definitely i mean yeah. like a lot of nickelodeon stuff yeah um our real monsters mm-hmm. rocco's modern life definitely you know like if if i were to pick a few cartoons yeah but then there was a lot of like 70s drawings and stuff that i saw from i think my uncle had a couple like magazines or even like tintin um, oh. which was like a really you know like an old comic yeah yeah, yeah. um so like that kind of like line work and stuff was simplified artwork in a way it was like okay. you know like color blocking and line work sure. um but still uh very colorful and things like that so yeah so when you're first like i guess in college deciding to do this kind of um diving head deep into uh what you were doing did you get like was was this what came out right away or was there like other things that you tried like other styles you tried before you ended up here it was a version of this i yeah. would say um i think I mean, it like it, I was looking back at some of my old stuff recently when yeah, we yeah. started talking, um, but it was, you know, like you, it's just a craft you work on. Looking back on some old stuff, it was definitely, I was, you could see where I was like who I was inspired by or like mm. trying to emulate and that, learning from in a way. So, yeah. so like certain artists and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, as, as time goes on, you kind of take less inspiration from other people and maybe more from experiences yeah. or, you know, 
just nature or whatever it is, you know? Yeah, because it doesn't get like frustrating at the beginning when you're doing that and you like you have this vision in your head of like what you want it to look like and then you're like, why can't I make it like that? Yeah, I think it's probably kind of like singing too yeah. or something like that where you're like, I know what I want it to sound like, but yeah. my voice isn't there yet or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of the same thing. It's like I can picture everything, but it's just going to take a lot longer to render it or get sure. it there, uh, you know? And that's why I like the eraser is my favorite tool yeah, yeah, out yeah. of ever, anything, you know? Yeah. I like drawing pencil and paper, paint and everything else, but the eraser seems to be the <laughs> the go-to yeah the one that really helps out the most yeah yeah and so uh with your art and stuff you you do a lot of different things you've done like branding for for like uh musicians and stuff like mm -hmm. you've done like artwork for them you've done clothing um murals uh painting like you it seems like you've done it all is there a specific medium that you enjoy the most out of everything that you've done um i think just like drawing characters is is okay. really fun to me because then you can kind of create the story around them there's like a fantasy to it yeah um i think there's something nice about creating apparel because then you can see it out in the world like someone could be wearing it like, right um a couple of weeks ago i saw a guy wearing one of my t-shirts that i made probably a good five years ago yeah and i had never seen someone out in the wild wearing it and then i saw this guy i didn't even say hi to him or anything oh, really? i just like it watched so, it go by and took i was a little like picture quick this, yeah it was just you know like a cool experience yeah. that way um, so I think that's kind of cool. Um, animation's fun. Um, yeah, it's I definitely you do that. super complicated and I'd rather work with an animator than do the animation myself. But sure. like, there's this like, uh, this really cool thing about seeing your stuff move and come to right. life. Um, so I don't know. I think there's like a certain enjoyment in each kind, but, um, yeah. I definitely like, I think painting has been the one that where I feel most comfortable. Like sure. there's this like snapshot uh, that I can create. It's super colorful. Yeah. And, you know, there's all the layers and everything where like screen printing is fun. I like making prints and posters and stuff like that. But there's a reduction to it also mm. that happens um, where, you know, only two colors or only three sure, colors. Sure. So something about painting is uh, I can go as wild as possible. Kind of. Yeah. And you, you've done like live painting and stuff like that, too. And mm -hmm. is there something do you because with live painting it's like you have like what three hours to like do this and then you're done or, yeah you know? sometimes it's two hours sometimes yeah. it's four um yeah there's something nice about having that um constraint time, constraint yeah. the time limit the like it's almost like a kick in the butt of like well you know whatever happens happens kind of thing yeah, yeah, or yeah. like you know sometimes it's nice to show up with a sketch for something like that but yeah. like showing up with completely no plan is kind of fun because then it's uh Let's just see what happens. Yeah. Because is there like an overthinking thing that happens with art sometimes where it's just like you, you've thought about this too much. Yeah, and, definitely. And you can't, <laughs> you can't do it. Yeah. And I think sometimes that happens with client work or, you know, yeah. personal projects where there's no real deadline. It's there's this like. I could do this forever. The sky's the limit yeah. sort of thing. So like I could just pontificate and think about this as much as I want. Right. Um, so like that three hour time limit is like, well, just, you got to make something happen. So yeah. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Cause is there, is there a specific piece that you have created, um, that you like the most out of those, like really small time constraints? Like, is there a specific piece you can remember that you're like, wow, this is like, I really like this a lot. Um, there was a piece I drew or painted up, um, in a live painting setting. Um, it's called, uh, demon day off. Uh, okay. so it's actually, it's like a, a devil wearing the Rocco's Modern Life t or like button up shirt that okay. he's wearing. Yeah, yeah. Or, or it's like close to it. Yeah. Um, but it's like, it's kind of that like my, my uh, play on um, overthinking. Your sure. head's kind of like on fire sort of thing where you like have too many thoughts going on. Yeah. But you're also like 
on your day off at the same time. It's like yeah. that like weird juxtaposition of like you can't really turn it off. What challenges have you faced like with art specifically and like have you had any of those like uh you know, those artists like breakdowns of like, who am I? <laughs> yeah. oh, what am I, mean, I doing? Yeah, you know? I think definitely that's uh happened. Um I think there's something to said, uh, something to be said about having like a healthy lifestyle at the same time. Yeah, and that's something I'm like discovering now. Um, uh, like a balance. A ba- yeah, yeah, finding that balance. And I think before, early on, when I was like um, freelancing on top of working a day job and like you know like getting yeah. four to five hours of sleep a night, like that's after a while that takes a toll on right. you. So like those are definitely moments where like you're trying to do hit deadlines for work all day long, and right. then come home and work till three in the morning and then go back and do it all again is like I think those are when those like breakdowns start to happen of yeah. like what am I doing why am I doing this or <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. like um is this sustainable sort of thing yeah um, so I think your thought process changes a lot when you're in those like dark moments <laughs> yeah, of yeah, like yeah. you know tiredness and uh, sort of like a weird mental state yeah yeah so um going back to like your college days and stuff and kind of first of all why why why'd you start with architecture was that something that you were always interested in or like uh, I mean, I like architecture too. I think it's cool, like buildings and stuff. Yeah, I think. I mean, some people say it's like one of the the um, most realist forms of art because yeah. of, I don't know, like the human interaction with it, and then how long it stands the test of time, sort sure. of thing. Um, and in high school, I did a lot of CAD design, and, you know, okay. um, like mechanical sure, engineering sure. stuff. Yeah. And I grew up in a family of like lawyers and engineers. Oh um, wow! So there was not necessarily pressure, but like definitely sure. like an influence of like this might be a way to take your life and career. Right. Was it um, like a more of a quote unquote real job? You know what I yeah. mean? Like, oh, definitely. Like this is a nine to five. You show up and you do your work and you yeah. know, you go home. I think, I mean, when I was applying for schools and stuff, I applied to Marquette and yeah. Purdue and a lot of those like mechanical mm-hmm. engineering sort of situations. Sure. And I, yeah, I did a lot of CAD in high school. So it was kind of like a natural progression i mean yeah. at the time i was playing music and stuff so like sure. i was like i'm gonna quit everything i want to play music yeah and that was like when i started to realize like creativity and art was like important to me where i was right. like i would quit everything to do this sort of thing yeah um but at the same time like you know you kind of have to think about the future and what a career looks like but i was also young and naive at the time right so, yeah um architecture seemed like a good option and still creative at the same time sure um but then as i got into it um, I did that for like two years. And then as I got into it, um, I started to discover photography and mm. like other creative outlets, uh, other than just playing music. So yeah. it kind of transformed my view of what a career could look like or what, yeah, that, yeah. you know, like what is insp- inspiring to me. Yeah. Cause like when you're doing art and stuff and this is, this is going to sound like a really dumb question, but like when you're doing, like when you're in the zone, like say when you're doing this mural or mm-hmm. when you're doing like when cre- you're creating art, um, at like rogue gallery for like four hours and doing a live painting, what do you like, what is your headspace at? Is it like therapeutic for you? Is, are you just thinking of nothing and just kind of going or are you just like going a mile a minute and just, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think, that's a good question. Um, so like in a situation like working on a mural, a lot of the creativity is done ahead of time. So like all the sure. sketching okay. and planning and concept, that's a conversation with the client or whatever mm. ahead of time um, to get everything approved. And then once you're on the wall, it's almost just like you're just going the process, just yep. getting it done, fill it in. Um, there's still, you know, like op- opportunity to like fix things and have creativity on the wall. Right. But it's like a lot of it's maybe already figured out. Sure. Whereas like live painting, you know, like 
it's all in the moment. Um, right. So I think the headspace for here is just kind of like a get in the zone and just find that like flow yeah, state yeah, yeah. sort of thing, sure. which there's a flow state to the creative side of like live painting or something. But yeah. there's also that like voice that's like, do this, do that, do this, change yeah, yeah, this, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. like, but you could do this instead, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah. Um, so there's like the, almost like you have to like rein it in when you're doing live stuff, Yeah, you know, like uh, try to settle on something. Yeah. Um, otherwise, well, kind of like what we were talking about. Otherwise, you could just go forever. Sort of <laughs> right. Because is, is it like when you're doing that, is it distracting that people are walking around and looking and like talking to you? Like, is it harder to do it in that setting? I mean, it could be um, sometimes. It depends yeah. on like how you're feeling that day kind yeah. of thing. Um, if you're feeling particularly social or antisocial, <laughs> yeah. which, you know, it happens. Yeah. Um, I think, though, the reason I do like live painting is that ability to like, interact with the community or right. people um sometimes yeah it's like sometimes it's drunk people at a bar or sometimes yeah. it's people at a festival and they're like with their children and so you're like you could be yeah. inspiring kids or something yeah so there's this like i don't know there's something nice about that there you know people are like oh i used to paint in high school or so they're kind of like reliving some yeah. of their their happy moments uh by watching you so it's, yeah. i think it's I, I like it yeah you talk about inspiration like what inspires you? I think it's just like being open to yeah. anything that comes by. You know, it could be like a bug flying in your eye and like, that's okay. I'm going to draw a bug flying <laughs> in like a yeah. dude's eye. Or it could be like repetition of windows or like just the way the wind's blowing flowers. I mean, really, it's just like being open to it's almost, you know, like just being a net waiting yeah. for something to kind of fly into your net. Yeah. Is that has that uh, is that a mindset that you've always had? You just kind of walk around and like kind of an openly sometimes i mean yeah. like it depends again on your mindset because sometimes you can get like too caught up in trying to have an idea or sure. something and i think that's where where i get caught up a lot is when i'm trying to force something mm. um how do you mitigate that like how do you figure that like how do you get through that when you are trying to like force something or trying to like force an idea i think um a lot that happens a lot when i'm you know maybe more on a commission or a, like a client project or something where yeah. there's like a defined need or something so like uh you can you know do like word banks or things mm. like this where just like try to empty your brain of like anything that's going on like yeah. any words related to the situation or just like just put pencil to paper and see what happens like start just let it flow if possible yeah because i was going to ask is there like is there any sort of like judgment towards yourself like when you're doing art you know what i mean like are you ever were you ever at a point where you were like drawing stuff you're like well that sucks or like <laughs> that's a bad idea is there a time that that doesn't happen <laughs> <laughs> no i feel like there's always like a you know your own filtration process sort of thing yeah um and i i don't know if it, other people are the same way but it's like you're always kind of trying to push your own gap mm. um so there's you know you kind of always have to uh shed stuff yeah. you know like ways you were doing things like maybe you draw eyes differently now or that you know like sure. there's just like a constant um uh evolution of your own thought process but also you know drawing style yeah because i feel like if i was you know i'm really bad at drawing but i feel like my problem would be like if i got into a certain headspace i would start drawing stuff and i'd be like well that sucks and i could never like get past like any sort of stage because i would just i would stop at a certain point you know well yeah i think it's i mean you could like relate it to I don't know, playing basketball or something. Yeah. Where like, if you're missing shots or something, you're not going to be able to like get in that comfort zone of where you will be yeah. just feeling, you know, the shot. You know, yeah. there's like an art to that too of For like sure. just like relaxing into it. So I yeah. think it's kind of the same thing. Yeah, you can get caught up and frustrated. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, because uh, I want to talk about more of the animation stuff. Do you do the animation like of of the stuff that's like on your website? Is that all you? Most of it, yeah. Oh, okay. I think. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's it's really it's good. It's like really cool. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, I've collaborated with uh, some friends. Like one of my buddies, Jesse. Uh, he did this uh, piece I did a while back where it was a guy but taking a bite out of the planet. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw so that I, th I think that's cool too. Is like to see. Like I just drew the the character, and then he was like, "Do you mind if I animate that?" And so yeah. then, like, it was his vision. You know, he saw it sure. happening a certain way. Um, so that was kind of cool. Whereas, like, you know, when I think about it, like, I do my storyboards or whatever, sure. and then create my own vision of it. But like, it's just cool that someone else can interact with your piece entirely differently. Right, and I kind of spin it in their own creative way too. Mm -hmm. Is that has that ever been uh, an interest of yours to like have? an animated, I mean, show or something with like characters that you have created? Yeah, so when I kind of started out doing, working under the name Big Shot Robot, yeah. um, it kind of started out as like a, a storytelling clothing brand. So okay. the characters in the short story I was creating ended up on the t-shirts and things. Okay. So the story started out with a, uh, a scientist and then a bear that was being abducted by aliens. Okay. And he got, um, he gained self-awareness by coming in contact with the aliens. Okay. So in my mind, that story was going to be kind of like an adult swim sort of like sure, almost sure, like sure. now that Rick and Morty's out, something kind of like that where yeah. they like they interact that way and go into interstellar space and stuff like yeah. that, which could still be an option. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've always kind of wanted to create a more long form story that way. Yeah. 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 Is that so is that where Big Shout Robot came from? Was that like the concept of the show or the yeah, title of the well, show yeah it was the title of kind of like one of the characters um so the bear eventually um didn't understand you know he got gained self-awareness so he wouldn't didn't really understand everything yet and he got frustrated and he created this giant robot okay um to then like fight back yeah, yeah, yeah. um there's a lot of other details in there but yeah so that robot was kind of his um representation of his ego and not understanding it yet okay so it was the big shot robot sort of thing like sure um and then it kind of stuck after that. Yeah, because I was gonna. Why did why did you s stick with that instead of going with your actual name when you create? I think um, at that point it was just like it was kind of easier to have something a little more memorable. Mm. My name is I like it, but yeah. it's uh, it's it's pretty common. David and Zimmerman are both very common names, so like yeah. um, kind of working under those names maybe would leave less of a fantasy feeling. So like sure. uh, plus the you know, like robots and things like that are, I'm, I'm interested in space and, uh, futuristic stuff. So like, it just kind of already sets you in that mindset of like being ready for something weird or fantastic. Yeah. 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 Is it, do you think like, cause we were talking about your style and stuff and how it kind of morphed into what it is. Do you think it's important to have a specific style as an artist? Like you think about like even you know other people that do murals. I don't know who does a koi fish. Do you know who does that? Uh, Jeremy Navoy or okay. Novi. The guy, yeah, in Milwaukee with the koi fish. On yeah, there. he's yeah. all over. I think he was There's down one in, in Portland. I saw. Yeah, yeah. in Portland. Um, I think he was down in New Orleans for a while too. Okay. Um, so he he's taken that everywhere, and I think there's something to be said for that. Of yeah. like, um, it depends on what you get out of your own art. So there's like sure. process-driven art, you know, where it's just like this sort of like repetition of a concept or but like it's about the way you're creating it versus mm. like conceptually where you know like i'm trying to maybe put a story into something mm, so sure. then the characters are are driving that story versus um how like, you created that. right how you created it um 
like some of the newer stuff I've been doing too is like pattern based or like almost like just trying to turn emotions into shapes and colors and stuff. So oh. like relying less on a, maybe a storyline or something, but like more looking more internally. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's what other people get out of it when they're doing it in that kind of way of wow. it's like they just enjoy the process of creating. Um, so maybe that's where, you know, like where his inspiration comes from. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I, I was always curious about that. Like, like, you know how Banksy is huge, obviously. Um, and he always, there's a specific way that he goes about, you know, his art and stuff. Um, are there artists that just kind of create in a lot of different styles? Is that a thing that happens? I don't, actually I think know. so. But I think, um, on a commercial level or like a, like if you're trying to turn it into a career or it something, becomes a lot harder. it becomes easier to gain clientele well, guess, when yeah. they know what you're, they're going to get every time. So like if you continue to create something similar, they can be like, Oh, I want to, I want that. I want to look like that yeah. rather than you making like eight different types of right. something. Otherwise it's like, what am I going to get sort of thing? So, right. so, I mean, as a career, um, I mean, obviously you could do however you want, you know, right, like if exactly. you're an artist and you just want to have fun and create Go for in it. Yeah. a, a bunch of different ways that's cool yeah and you know it's part of exploration too and that's why like i've been trying to explore patterns and things like that too yeah because um, it expands your the conversation you can have then too yeah um so i, I don't think there's really one way to do it right um, i mean it's art you know you yeah. can do it any way you want pretty yeah, much true that's the cool thing about it and i think for me part of it is is like i do illustration but also this sort of like exploration of um emotion yeah at the same time so it's like kind of smashing editorial illustration in with this sort of like personal creativity and yeah that you, then you get like a little bit of both yeah and i want to talk about that because that sounds really interesting so like when you create when you're like doing this right now and creating like patterns and and things to explore like emotion are those like for example, like anger or like disappointment, like mm -hmm. how do you, what's the process that you go through to like put that on? I think in piece? those situations, it's just kind of like what you feel. Yeah. I mean, you almost get like sharper feelings from mm. maybe, you know, like aggression or, oh, sure, or something yeah. like that. So yeah. it becomes more of maybe a lightning bolt, you know, something okay. sharp and aggressive versus like love where it's like bouncier or, uh, you know, like softer or shiny or, you know, like I think it, it really just kind of relates to those, like when you fall into your soft bed, you know, you get this like feeling of comfort and like clouds and stuff oh, like that. Okay. So it's like yeah, yeah. bouncier and lighter. Yeah. Um, but if you're like upset or disappointed or something, it could become, you know, it's color choice too. So you sure. can choose like darker grays or like a different type of color palette to like help say that as well. Yeah. Are there, um, are there certain pieces that you create talking about emotions and stuff? Are there certain pieces that you create that, um, you're more attached to than others? Like, is there stuff that you make that, uh, holds deeper in your heart or something without you sounding yeah, too cheesy? No, there's definitely yeah. like pieces that become, I I'm closer with or feel yeah. better about. Um, I think, you know, it depends on what it, in that moment you were thinking about or like, the purpose of that piece is like, there one you can think of for example like that off the top of your head that kind of hits a core more with you yeah i think there was a there was a piece i did a while back um and it was one of the first like shapey pieces i did where it was like more of a pattern based painting yeah um and i think that was just because i feel like i hit something where i was mm. like oh this is a new way i can talk right or a, a new way i can you know portray a feeling or something sure. so it was like for me, that was like a turning point in how I, I can make stuff. Yeah. Cause what with you, were you someone that 
when you were growing up or even, you know, uh, a younger person, um, was it hard for you to like get out emotions or like anything like that? Or was it hard for you to communicate and you like communicated through creativity more? Yeah. Is that something that happened? Um, I definitely, I think writing was a thing that mm. helped me early on. I like words a lot. Yeah. Um, and that's why I like storytelling kind of made sure. sense a little bit, but, um, especially with music and, you know, like writing lyrics and things like that, you know, maybe they weren't right. all great, but it was like a journal, a way to like express those feelings without like, you know, talking to someone like yeah, yeah. that's where like maybe a lot of people get uh, feelings out is like just conversations with people. But right. like maybe when you don't have that outlet or the right person to talk to, yeah, yeah. Um, that those like feelings would resonate with like putting them into words yeah, I yeah. Think is was like an early on way that I was able to do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, do you have those journals and stuff so that you used to write in? Dude, you ever pull like? Oh wow! I bet they're in my parents' basement or something. Like, like there's probably uh, some pretty bad lyrics somewhere. Because <laughs> I, was, I was interested if like any of that stuff subconsciously turned into art later on. You know, like the journaling or like stuff. Sure, passages. like thematically or right, something. That you just like you you drew something about it later. Or I something. bet I bet yeah. you some you know there's some like core roots of things that like led to other other um, like visual representations. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. What, what in your estimation, um, we talked about this a little bit, like what is your, what is like the most challenging thing for you when you're creating like a piece? Um, is it like the initial thought process and concept or is that pretty easy for you? You usually just kind of, is it, is it easy to come up with an idea or like, is it harder to execute or figure out which medium you want to use, you know? Yeah, I think it, I mean, for me, it's kind of easy to have a lot of ideas. I, th yeah. I think that's because I've I've practiced that over time. Mm. Uh, I've just like opened up that faucet and like just let sure. it kind of go. So like there's always an idea. It's, it's almost at like the too ready. many ideas. Yeah, kind of, yeah, you know, yeah. sometimes there is. And it's like you struggle to get them all down yeah. or like, um, so it's almost like fishing in a way, you know, like there's 10 fish there, but you can only maybe catch one sort of right, thing. Right, yeah. And you kind of just have to dedicate your time to reeling that one idea in. Yeah. Um, this is, this fishing metaphor is, uh, coming out of nowhere but it seems like it's working um, <laughs> it's, doing, it's doing well <laughs> but no i think uh like a struggle is sometimes like that pushing things to the finish line of like oh, is sure. this really where it should end or do i feel comfortable with how it's ending or like right i'm just tired i don't want to finish you know like <laughs> yeah, or something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that you know i think that's where maybe my personal struggle ends up is like just pulling things to the finish line sometimes. Right. Because you could be doing this forever. Mm -hmm. Like you could have been that at this mural still, like I right. could have found you here. Like, right. Still yeah, painting. I know. Like, yeah. My skeleton just like laying here. <laughs> You're still going. <laughs> um, but no, you know, like that's what like deadlines are really nice with, especially on client work or working in collaborations yeah. is like, we just need to have it done. So let's, just, let's put yeah, a deadline on, you know, like there's a finish line. Yeah. 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 So what has been your proudest moment that you have had or one of them as an, as an artist so far? Uh, so it's going to go way back to like early on when I was, I first started sharing my drawings on Tumblr. Oh really? Like way back, wow. uh, you know, like seven, sure. eight years ago yeah. or whatever. Um, and I would give away free stickers. Okay. Um, like if people would send an envelope to my PO box, I would send stickers back out. Oh, to them. cool. And, uh, one time I received a letter back. Usually it was just like, you know, cool. People got stickers yep, yep. and then whatever. Yeah. But one time I received a letter back from uh, a kid and his sister and they're from Chicago and they were like, they said that getting these stickers inspired them to make their own. So they sent Dang. me their stickers back and they were like little post 
you know, like on the USPS stickers, they drew up their own little stickers and yeah. sent them back. And they were like, my sister's name is Banana Face and my name is Donut Face. And we wanted to share our stickers with you. Wow. And it was like that moment where I was like, wow, this is really cool. Like what I do can have a, an effect on someone or like push someone to try doing their own passion or, you know. Right. So I think more than any like project or anything, that moment was like, this is a a conversation I can have with people all the time. Right. Um, so I think that moment was like a really proud moment. Yeah. Because it, I mean, <clears throat> I don't want to speak for you, but like murals like this, I think is another thing. Um, when people see this, like they get, I'm sure like this is inspiring as hell to me. Like this is cool. Mm -hmm. Like it make it makes you want to like create things and like doing things out in public, I'm sure has a similar effect on people too. I mean, they just don't directly probably communicate with you. you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, or to, sometimes maybe. to that point, I was like, when I was working on the Black Hat Alley piece, yeah. um, my friend Stacy uh, brought me in on that project, and that was like the first time I did an outdoor mm -hmm. um, outdoor project. And when I was creating that, it was the year it was a year anniversary from when they started it. Okay. So there were already a bunch of murals in the alley, yeah. And then I was adding to it. So the alley was already active; people were like walking through. So sure. while I was working on it, there were all these people from the community or whoever at like collectivo or whatever walking you know the neighborhood and they would stop and just talk to me while i was working on it yeah it's kind of similar to the like live art where you know right. where people would stop and talk in the bar or something but like this was cool because they were like thank you for adding to our community or like beautifying our neighborhood or right so like that mo that like opportunity to like see someone directly affected is like it's pretty cool yeah is there any specific uh conversations you can remember having with someone at like a live painting or something that like um, that they were inspired by you or thought something you were doing was cool? Um, <laughs> there was one time uh, a girl came up and she was so inspired in the moment that she grabbed the paintbrush out of my hand and Seriously? started painting on the on the canvas. <laughs> on your canvas? Yeah. Like what you were doing? Yeah. Wow. Um, what, what do you do with that situation? I mean, I just kind of like, I like let it happen. You know, you can always paint yeah. over stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, a nice thing about paint. <laughs> but yeah, I was definitely taken aback a little bit. Wow. But, um, you know, people see what they want to do and sometimes just go for it. So it's kind of cool, you know. Was she sober doing that? She was not sober. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. say, that's a really, yeah. really bold, yeah. uh, sober move. Um, so I wanted to, I want to take, kind of take it back to um, when you first got into, um, do you remember the first piece in college or that you created when you kind of transitioned from photography and architecture to graphic design? Do you remember like a piece that you created? There was a couple, yeah. Yeah, what... What was your like initial feeling um, when you like finished those pieces? Like, was, oh, this is something that I can do. Like, oh, this is really cool. Because at that point, were you drawing still like a lot, even though you were in architecture? No, I was starting to draw right then. Near, okay. Like the last year of college, I was starting to like realize illustration was a cool way to use like printmaking. Okay, um, sure. Uh, so in one of my photography classes, I drew with chalk on one of the chalkboards, just like a little bear character that I was working on. Yeah. And... Like I came back two days later for my next class and someone had added their, like a character to it. Oh, that's um, cool. So it was like, oh, cool. You know, it was just like, yeah. there was just this like interaction and I didn't know who it was. And then all of a sudden there was like this bigger piece and it became, yeah. a, you know, a weird thing. Um, but a piece I did for myself was like my senior thesis. I, it was like that creation of the big shot robot okay. and those, those characters. Yeah, yeah. Um, so cr starting that story. Um, and like really giving into like storytelling yeah, in a way. Yeah. What did you do to like help transition into more of freelancing? Like what steps did you take or like what strategy did you use like to get more clients and 
do more things? Did you just get out more? Or yeah, like? I think just like uh, live painting was a huge start for that for me. It was like talking to people about what I'm doing. Right. Or just like people seeing that I'm doing this. Yeah. But like with the rise of like social media platforms and things, um, that allowed me to have conversations with people that weren't directly next to me, you know, like sure. in person. So it started showing people outside of my personal circle that this is what I do sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so bridging that gap with strangers and art directors and other people out there that are doing this. And I think a real big thing, like something I did early on was I would just like send emails to people sure. of like, what am I doing? Like, am I doing this right? How do you do this? Or sure. like, especially, uh, Brett Stenson, he's out in Portland now, but he was from okay. Milwaukee. He's an incredibly talented illustrator. Um, but, uh, I would email him probably every six months of like, Hey, help me. Like, uh, <laughs> and then one time he came and gave a talk here at Anodyne in uh, Walker's Point. Mm -hmm. And I was able to meet him finally for the first time. And he was like the nicest person. So yeah. like, I was always like really nervous that I was like bugging him and sending sure. him all these emails, but he was just like a nice guy and was like ready to help out. So I think more often than not, it's like people are ready to help. It's this community that everybody's trying right. to build and like, don't be afraid to like reach out to an idol or someone that might be able to give you like this little gold nugget of like how to progress. Right. Yeah. With your art personally and like doing stuff, um, not for clients or for anyone else, but just like for yourself. Um, do you sell like your paintings and stuff like that? Yeah. yeah. Sometimes. I mean, everything's for sale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. I like doing commissions and stuff. Cause then it's like this sort of like this, you know, this is going to live in someone's home yeah, and that's cool. it's what they want. Um, but definitely like all the live pieces or other paintings I do that are just like, sitting in the studio or something, you know, those are definitely for sale. Yeah. Cause I was going to ask where can people go to like contact you if they wanted to like do a commission or anything like that. The best way to have a conversation is through email with oh, me. Okay. Um, best way to keep up with what I'm doing is on my Instagram. Yeah. Um, I just, that's the one I just gravitate towards, sure. um, keeping updated the most. And then on my website is like a, a good collection of some of the stuff I've already done. Yeah, and your, is your website Big Shot? Is there a hy hyphen? Yeah, BigShot-Robot.com. But okay. I think BigShotRobot.com will get you there also. Oh, I have cool. Both of them. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. You got you got them all. <laughs> um, and then your Instagram is just Big Shot Robot, right? Yep. Okay. All one cool. word. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, there's definitely stuff uh, to check out. Like on your Instagram, you're you're very. Uh, active you know you post stuff mm -hmm. um and i just think you're a really cool creative and i'm happy that you sat in launchers cool, with me yeah, for 40 for minutes yeah. uh, in this hot hot heat so uh yeah thanks for uh thanks for coming on man absolutely yeah. this is great